This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. fans welcome back to previously on lost this is episode number 32 if you are new welcome if you have joined us before welcome back as we are on a collision course in this episode with the episode entitled collision i am mike one of your hosts and i have another host with me steven what's going on bud oh not much not much just uh, ready to go here Ready to go, and another one on a collision course tonight is Corey. What's going on? Uh, not much. Doing pretty good here. Ready for the death of Shannon part three. <laughs> the death <laughs> of Shannon. Poor <laughs> Shannon's laid there like three episodes. I know. <laughs> it's, just... it's about, about time we say goodbye. But hey, she's getting paid for it. She, she, she got paid for it, so... <laughs> she, don't move. Lay still. Lay still. <laughs> Oh, there's not really many uh, network announcements or show announcements, so we're just going to kind of uh, dig on into this episode of Collision. Uh, We are on 48 days on the island currently. So, Steven, what's happened last time on Lost? All right. Previously on Lost, Anna Lucia introduces herself to Jack at the airport bar in Sydney. They make plans to have another drink on the plane. The tail section survivors, along with Sawyer, Michael, and Jen, set out for the beach camp across the island. Sawyer passes out due to his bullet wound, and the others make a stretcher to help carry him. In the jungle, Saeed and Shannon catch sight of Walt and run after him. And the tail section group hears whispers all around them. Anna aims wildly, firing off a shot. It hits Shannon in the chest, killing her. That happened on the episode The Other 48 Days, as well as the episode right before that, too, which I can't remember the name of that episode was. So (laughs) Shannon got shot twice so far in the chest. Uh, This is season two, episode eight. This first aired November 23rd, 2005. It was directed by Stephen Williams. Written by Javier Guillermo and Leonard Dick. Uh, after the tragic events in the jungle, Anna Lucia panics, putting everyone's safety in danger. Meanwhile, Mr. Echo takes Sawyer with him to find Jack, leading to the dramatic introduction of a full oceanic flight 815 survivor community. This is it. This is where everybody finally gets together. Wow. The, the, the way you describe that is <laughs> the full community it's, it's very Full dramatic on community collision <laughs> <laughs> what a what a summary um so we have some some episode facts here l scott caldwell and sam anderson deliberately did not meet until they filmed their touching reunion scene that would be bernard and rose um freak yeah that that's pretty good commitment there yeah um, and then this is the first episode in which the flashbacks are not related to any of the original 14 main characters. And minus finally, <laughs> yeah. Well, minus two now, right? Ooh. Um, yeah. 
And speaking speaking of uh, Shannon, Maggie Grace makes her final regular uh, appearance as Shannon. She does appear again, but not as a regular cast member. That's right. She doesn't appear again until the season fin- uh, series finale, I believe. I believe. Yeah, I don't know. She wouldn't be in any flashbacks, would she? No. I don't. I don't think she would. She would only be. I think she would only be in a flash sideways, mm-hmm. which takes place in the final season. So. All right. Well, the, let's talk about this episode. Go ahead, Steve. I'm sorry, man. What's up? No, I was gonna say the the scene. There could was there any more scenes at the airport that when Saeed leaves his bag, and has that already happened? Have we already seen that where? She gets yeah. Saeed in trouble at the airport. I, I wanted to say that that showed up in the future at some point, because I know Boone continues showing up occasionally. I couldn't remember if Shannon did as well. Yeah, that scene has already happened. Um, we already saw that one, but I also know that a lot of times they won't credit an actor if they take a um, an older scene and splice it into the background. So yeah. they won't credit an actor, but yeah, I, I that scene was already done, but I don't think she's going to make another regular appearance. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about this episode. Let's give um, let's give some episode moments. Four to eight different episode moments. Uh, who wants to round it out first? Let's talk about Collision here. Well, maybe maybe we could start off with the opening scene there with uh, Anna Lucia speaking with her therapist. Um, trying to get re- reinstated to the force, kind of a, you know, kind of a, kind of a s- interesting uh, bit of acting there. You know, talking about that her neighbor moved out and you know had the barking dog. That should be a good thing, but now she kind of feels it's too quiet. It's kind of just a, a real interesting way to get you into this scene. You know, knowing what we know of Anna Lucia. Um, that that was just kind of a good way to open the episode. Yeah, Anna Lucia in this episode, um, and even in the next few episodes, seems to be a very conflicted individual. Um, she doesn't seem to have her balance on like she like she never found the balance that she was needing. Um, she's just she she's very conflicted. She's very heavy. Um, she's always been like a loose cannon. And we kind of see that. So it's almost as if she went to therapy not to get better, but she went to therapy because she was mandated to had like she had to go to therapy because of what she because what had happened, and she was just doing enough to get by. It kind of reminds me of um, <laughs> Michael Scott on The Office with Toby, but he had to have therapy with Toby. He hated yeah. he hated every minute of it, but he did it because he had to do it. Um, but that's kind of, kind of what this felt like for me with Anna Lucia. Well, you can kind of, uh, knowing what happens in the whole episode, you can kind of feel she has her own plan of how she's going to get through this, um, you know, set from the beginning and, you know, she doesn't need to follow these guidelines and she doesn't want this guy arrested. She wants revenge. She wants to, to kill him. And, um, I don't, I don't know if she's actually thinking about that here already, but it seems like. Yeah, she just wants to to get through it. And what I think is interesting is how immediately we have a brand new character getting a flashback and we immediately see how kind of screwed up her life is too, just like the rest of them. How how she really wasn't leaving behind some amazing uh 
uh, situation. She was uh, in a pretty bad spot, much like many of the other characters. Yeah, she, you, you know, though I don't think I don't think the when she shot Jason, I don't think that was premeditated until after she got reinstated back onto the force, and she ended up at that one domestic disturbance scene. Yeah, and I think that kind of was the trigger um, mm-hmm. that kind of set her back into. By the way, it was nice, nice to see Michael Cudlitz again. You know, shout out, represent. Um, but uh, I think that without that, that was the trigger that set her down the path of, all right, I'm going to kill this guy. That you know, obviously we don't know everything that happened yet, but we'll, we'll find out. But obviously he did something um, to hurt her. Well, also, I, I think what you're saying is interesting about how Anna Lucia kind of fits in with our survivors, because um, obviously we're, you know, we're seeing lots, we see lots of daddy issues and mommy issues, and, you know, first thing after getting back on the force, we find out that the uh, the captain is her mom, so, you know, then we get, again, we get into another, you know, mother-daughter, parent-child dynamic here, Um so yeah, she. I agree, Corey. She kind of, you know, fill, fits in with our, you know, with our group of survivors for sure. Oh yeah, yeah totally. I'm... And we're gonna see some other themes that that come, that, that continue to be important, like uh, pregnancies and 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 failed pregnancies. And uh, so it's interesting that that gets tied in as well. I know I'm jumping to the the end here, but that's definitely part of her whole mentality, not only in the flashback, but, you know, I, I I think they're trying to directly tie this, you know, killing into what she's contemplating, you know, while she's holding Saeed prisoner as well. Yeah. But she's, you know, she, she, she's always been this, though, this, this, just this loose cannon on the show, like like you don't know if you're going to catch her in a bad mood. You don't know if you're going to catch her in a good mood because we know at one time she's eventually she's going to make out with Sawyer um, over a gun. Was that Jack? No, it's Sawyer. Oh, yeah, so, definitely Sawyer. So <laughs> he's a, definitely Sawyer. So she. Well, but they made almost, them more than making out too. <laughs> that 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 was true. I was trying to keep it a little PG, um, <laughs> but it's almost amazing because to me. Anna Lucia is the female version of Sawyer on the show. If you have the comparative analysis, they are I think she's the female version of Sawyer, just in the other group. Well, they they've both very recently um murdered someone in mm-hmm. you know, in re- retaliation for you know, Sawyer was the wrong person. And uh, conceivably, it was the correct person for Anna Lucia. But, you know, they, they both are willing to go to that those lengths to get revenge. So, yeah, and, uh, yeah, they're both very, um, you know, hard headed to very stubborn. And you, obviously, they, they've been clashing for the last, you know, four or five episodes. And they really don't care about her or each other all that much. And, I mean, you can definitely see, I mean, let's just talk about the, the beginning of this episode where Anna Lucia, you know, she's like in a state of shock and panic. 
And her mm-hmm. thought is just self-defense. You know, I've killed this woman. Like now I have to be worried about my own protection. So she becomes irrational pretty quickly. And, you know, yeah, she doesn't care about Sawyer. She doesn't want to let them, you know, take Sawyer back. And, you know, they're standing there for five plus minutes or whatever. And Echo just picks up Sawyer after, you know, they're arguing and he doesn't care at this point. He's he's going to take Sawyer back himself. And I think that is a great moment in this episode. And it starts to really develop who Echo is going to become. What did, what did you guys think about, um, you know, when like what he says when he says, what does he what does he say? I'm not doing it for him. I'm doing it for me. What do you think he means when he says that? Well, I, I probably another step and, you know, he. He still is, you know, punishing himself for, you know, having murdered the people who who tried to kidnap him the first night. He had his his 40 days of silence. But, you know, he's still tortured by kill. Even though these people were coming to kidnap him, you know, he still has that blood on his hands. And I feel like he's probably still trying to to make amends for that in a way by, you know, saving another person. You know, he's been pretty intent on getting Sawyer back to his camp and that's why they cut through the jungle in the first place is because he didn't think Sawyer would make it if they, you know, followed the beach around. So I think, yeah, it's probably still just a a matter of, you know, redemption for himself for all the, you know, killing he has done. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I I agree with that. I kind of want to back up a little bit to, to, to something that Corey said a second ago. And that was that after, Anna Lucia had killed Shannon and she kind of, you know, in, in, in a rational state, you know, tied up for five minutes. She tied up Saeed and and she went on to self self-defense mode. But if you look at the character of Anna Lucia, her entire life is marred by irrational behavior. Like it's almost as if she 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 works from her emotions rather than stopping and thinking logically about things, you know, for, for example, okay, crap. I just killed Shannon. Tie that guy up. I don't care. Tie that guy up. Go get me a bunch of ammo. I'll go try to live in the woods. Um, she irrationally, when she got out of her therapy session, she went back to her mom and you, you know, you, you, what you put me in evidence room. I want patrol, you know, without even thinking that's probably not where she needs, needs to be um and then she gets out on patrol and she loses her behavior at the domestic violence or the domestic disturbance scene where she pulls the gun on the guy who had a tv in his head just because the baby was you know screaming and crying and that kind of thing so she just had this whole mindset of irrational behavior and it characterizes her through the whole show um so i, I don't know I, I mean that's how i saw it I appreciate appreciate you bringing that up, though. That was interesting to think about. Yeah, I, I think that she has been haunted by, you know, a series of, you know, whatever. She has her own internal demons, but she's been haunted by, you know, probably some intense P, uh, PTSD between being uh, a cop and then living for 40, you know, some days in fear of the others you know, coming to kidnap people or, or, and, you know, having killed Goodwin and then obviously Jason. I mean, yeah, I think that she had, and then Shannon, I think that she is so on edge that, that she, 
like, yeah, she's in some sort of self-defense mode and, and obviously irrational. And she doesn't want anybody else to leave. And I, re- I like sometimes you when you think about this episode kind of just in a broad sense, you may think remember it as being kind of boring. It's like, oh, they just stand around, you know, waiting for Anna Lucia to come out of the jungle or whatever. But a lot more it develops in a, in a really interesting way. And a lot more actually happens than just that. And I like how slowly one by one, each of those characters decide to leave. Like they, they have a bond with her. Even, I mean, Echo, he's the first to go. He has maybe the strongest bond, but eventually they all have to say like, I'm sorry, Anna, like you're what our relationship is important, but it's not worth me staying here because um, this is not a battle I want to be in. And I think it's an interesting kind of message the whole episode on like when you walk away from something um, versus when you like really fight hard. Because obviously like these people fighting back and forth, two sides, they don't really have anything to fight over. It was an accident. But the instinct is to grab all the guns and go at each other's throats here, uh, like with uh, Jack and Michael too. But they end up just all kind of walking away. So it's not like that exciting of, of action in this episode, but it is really interesting, I think. Well, I, I think I, I'm with you on when the people decided to leave. I thought that was a really interesting part of the episode, too. Like uh, I found Bernard really, like, his situation here, you know, really kind of, you know, really tough. Because, you know, Adam makes a good point. I Like, I've kept you alive for months here. And he knows that he owes his life to her. But he also knows he is so close to getting back to his wife that, you know, he 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 doesn't like the situation, what Anna's doing right now. And he, he wants to get back to his wife. So, yeah, he, he's torn between, you know, do I stay here? Do I do I leave? I, I thought that was really powerful. Um Libby, I I thought that when Libby said, you know, I don't think I don't know if you're a good judge of character. I thought that was a little harsh on Libby's point. Like I, I liked Was it? I mean, I mean Was it true, though? Because she, I mean she did, she did throw Nathan the, in a pit. Yeah, she did get the wrong person before. So but Libby was having those same feelings about Nathan. So like it wasn't like Anna Lucia did that on her own. Now, Libby was involved in that decision, too. That's true. Libby definitely thought that Nathan was also, you know, in other or whatever. Creepy or or whatever. But did did Libby go along with that just because Anna went along with that? So was was Libby just saying that to appease Anna Lucia just because Anna was saying that? Libby said, you know, I'll go that way. Knowing Libby's future, obviously, you know, and, and... where she's going to be. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't think so. I think that Libby, I think they, they had a conversation and Libby was like, Oh, what about that guy? He went into the jungle for hours and he's really creep. I think it was more Libby's idea to put the suspicion on Nathan than it was, uh, Anna Lucia's, but maybe, maybe I'm wrong. That's just how I remember it. Smoke monster at the time. <laughs> and <laughs> Speaking speaking of Anna Lucia, we might as well just keep, keep the Anna Lucia train going here. Um, what did you guys think of the depth that Anna Lucia was willing to expound upon with Saeed? Like, like what made Saeed the prime candidate for Anna Lucia to 
just unload. Well, for for one thing, she had a captive audience. You know, it was, <laughs> that is true. Is all these people that she's been trying to lead, and you know, project a, an an air of confidence about her are all gone now. You know, Bernard, Libby, Echo, they all left. So she's left with one person who's tied up, and she can open up. And you know, what's he going to do about it? They're they're tied up. Um, so I, I thought that was a great scene um, between the two. Just they both kind of revealed their baggage, if you will. And, you know, despite the trauma that brought them together, I think they both kind of emerged from that with a bit of a mutual understanding of each other, if nothing else. You know, I think Saeed learned that, okay, yeah, she's she feels bad for what she did. You know, she feels bad for a lot of what she's done in her past, just like he does. He's murdered people. He feels bad about it. So, I I thought that was a really powerful scene. I thought in both both actor and actress did a great job. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, you know she she sees a moment there where she feels like she needs to explain herself a little bit because she's obviously most worried about letting Saeed go because, you know, Saeed loves Shannon. That's pretty clear. And, you know, he was pretty hell bent on getting some revenge at the you know the beginning of the episode. He attacks them and then, you know, that's where he loses his gun and everything. But at this, at this point, you know, when, when she starts to get a little bit of information about Saeed, he's from Iraq and he was a torturer or, or he was in the, in the military she then, I think, sees an opportunity like, okay, this guy has been through some hard stuff. Like, I can confide in him some of these strange things to confide in a stranger that you, uh, you know, were shot and, you know, this this type of, um, you know, experience in the, in the line of uh, duty or whatever. And Saeed can relate to that. And I don't, I don't know, what do you guys think, do you think it's implied that, you know, that she killed him. I mean, obviously we know as the audience, but is she is she kind of implying to Saeed that she ended up killing him, or is it, or did they just cut away? I, I can't remember. I, I I think that even if she didn't actually say that she did, Saeed's a good enough interrogator that he that he picked up on the fact that um that she 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 definitely killed this guy. Yeah, and I, yeah. I think that I just think it's a great moment of her sharing this type of information because they've, even though they are stranger the strangers, they both were on the same plane crash and like they have way more in common just because of that because of what they're going through than uh, anything else. Yeah, I I think she did. She said that you know they never found the guy, but I don't. I agree. I don't think she said it in a very believable way. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't feel right. like she, she does had, say that. Yeah, she said she said they never found him, but it, I know it wasn't very believable to the audience. So yeah, I, I assume Saeed probably saw through that as well. Okay. All right. Uh, well, let, let's move on um, to something. Let's talk about Jack and Kate flirting again. <laughs> Golf, uh, the game of golf returns. 
Yeah. I, I, lo- I love how they continue to bring golf into this. You know, it was, it was a fun little thing in season one when they built the golf course, but they've continued to kind of work in the fact that these people golf to relieve a little stress. And, and every time golf shows up, it's, it's kind of a fun scene. You know, I, I like looked, how they keep yeah. bringing it in. Well, it looks super fun too. And I don't, I'm not even a, a golfer. Um, and I'm, like, dang, I, I would love to be out there playing. That looks awesome. I just don't want to play against, you know, Kate, because apparently Kate's got an arm when it comes to golfing. Well, well, well Kate, Kate stuck it about four feet from the hole when Jack, I don't know where he was aiming, how he hit that, 40 that yards ball from that the far hole. into the woods. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah that, that wasn't even close. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I think but, we we say this every time, but we all love when – the characters like go off and just do get to do something fun for a little while get to they get to just tease each other and just you know you see a different side of people's personalities like jack you know he's so intense all the time we actually get to see you know the fun jack for a brief period of time here sorry yeah. mike you were saying something there no i was just gonna say and you see this this flirting of course is going to culminate to the next episode and what kate did um we'll you know we'll so we'll we'll talk about that one when the time comes but um but this just this this it's it's weird it's almost as if when sawyer's not around kate is attracted to the i use use word alpha male of the group so she's going to go toward you know jack when sawyer's around it's almost as if she says well bye jack (laughs) I'm going toward, I'm going toward Sawyer, and we're going to see that start taking place in this episode, in the next episode too. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I, I, I do love Jack and Kate's chemistry though, together, especially playing golf. I just thought it was funny, and Bernard's, <laughs> not, not Bernard's, but can we talk about Rose for a second? How when the golf ball, or when Rose brings Jack, the, the gets the mango. And he starts eating it, and he's just start. And she's like, "Well, how is it?" He just starts talking. He said, "Now listen, just because you got, you know, it's good doesn't mean you still were on the island. Doesn't mean you need to lose your manners, you know, talking with your mouth full." And so I love Rose. She's just this motherly figure. Uh, that's just it's just it's so warm to see her. So that that's to me it's what makes the Bernard and Rose reuniting here at the end uh, that much more special. Yeah, so. Ro- Rose isn't in the show a lot, but every time she is, it it is it's 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 good to have her on screen. Um, yeah, um, even if it if it doesn't happen all the time. Um, what else you guys got? Well, just to to continue off the the golf, I just wanted to say. It's kind of cool, you know, we get to have this momentary, uh, you know, escape, you know, in this little fun, fun scene of them golfing. And it's a great and awesome way to lead it into uh, the introdu- introduction of, of Echo to the rest of the group, because it's just such a cool way to stumble across somebody. You're trying to find your golf ball way the heck out in the in the forest or the jungle there. And he walks up carrying Sawyer. Uh would you know in, in interaction in the jump like he's gonna hit him <laughs> <laughs> yeah well we we just saw in the last episode a pretty bad interaction of strangers in the jungle you know it can happen uh pretty quickly you know uh, but luckily 
nobody shoots anybody and they uh they go to the the hatch and uh work it out there well and it, you know considering any time that our that our band of survivors has encountered somebody new it, it's generally been a bad thing so yeah to just you know kate's just standing there and she sees you know this person she's never seen before you, you know come in carrying somebody i don't know if she could tell that that was sawyer or not but yeah i mean that would be that would definitely be a, a scary situation you know it's like you're assuming this is one of these others at first you know that have tried to kill them um repeatedly so yeah i thought that was an interesting yeah an interesting way to to introduce mr echo to the to the group and luckily he was working for the looking for the doctor and the first person he found was the doctor yeah and it's, it's pretty clear right yeah right <laughs> where is the doctor here he is yeah well and then this this brings forth one of like one of my favorite relationships though doesn't last that long but we get to see Locke and echo interact for the first time and it i mean it turns into this whole interesting uh side story in the next episode but yeah immediately there's this this interesting chemistry between the two of them where they they connect on a you know a little different level probably because they don't you know they both can say very strange things a normal person wouldn't say that sounds very philosophical or whatever and they can connect on that level i guess i love the lock and um echo interactions i wish we got i wish we were able to get more of them um but but we didn't but i I wish we could have got more throughout the season so you realize that with with Locke, of course, we have our man of faith. And, you know, we, there was always it, the discussion was always man of science, man of man of faith. But with Echo, you get like a different type of man of faith. You know, that's not he he looks at things differently. Where John Locke sometimes is is so linear in his thought of like this is a sign and it must lead to this or whatever. And, and Echo can look at it in a slightly different way. Though they both get angry and frustrated at different points and. Uh, they both have pretty sad endings too, so I guess it yeah. didn't work out that well. That's true. <laughs> well, the I think one of the great things about Mister Echo is just how he instantly demands res- respect from whoever he encounters. You know, it's like we've seen him with Ana Lucia, and he's pretty much the only person Ana Lucia will defer to. You know, when it comes to the tailies, and now. You know he he's in he's in the the hatch he's quiet, um, you know. Then they go start getting the guns ready to go out, and you know he Mr. Echo just says no, stop, we're not doing this, and everyone listens to him. You know, it's like he just he just instantly commands respect from the the people he encounters, um, and in this case, it really helped diffuse what would have been a very bad situation of, you know, running out into the, you know, after Ana Lucia with the guns. And he calmed everybody down and said, I'll take you and we're going without guns. And Jack said, OK. 
Well, originally they, they they didn't though. It was not until they said something like uh, it's not not until they said the name Anna Lucia. True, true. Yeah, Jack Anna said Lucia made guns. a mistake. True, true. But um... yeah, but it's this it's this definitely the smart move here because yeah, Anna Lucia is not really their enemy. So to take taking out a you know a bunch of guns, you guys are just uh, you know, increasing the odds of another accident, you know, that just, just happened. But I think I, yeah, I think that, that Jack was starting to listen, but when uh, Echo says Anna Lucia, you know, he just starts laughing because he has this, you know, I guess it's not that long ago, what, 48 days earlier, but I mean, what a weird memory to have, like probably one of your, your last normal memories before, the plane crash. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. It, it probably came back to him in such a strange way, but they have this odd relationship, and it is an interesting uh, relationship that they they start to develop um, throughout this season of of Jack and Anna Lucia. But you can, you know, they're both leaders, but they just do it in a very different way. Oh yeah. Um, so let's talk about then. I guess the reuniting scene where everybody kind of reunited with one another. Oh, uh, briefly guys, before we guys... go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say before we talk about the really the extremely emotional one, I just wanted to mention I love that Michael when he's first coming down, he runs into Sun's garden first. It's just it's very fitting yep. that that's that's where he ends up and has another moment. Just like you know they've walked, ran up to each other, or walked in on. Oh, was it he like runs up when she's changing in the first season yeah. or whatever. <laughs> So at least she's been... fully clothed in the garden. It's not quite yes. as awkward. <laughs> and, you know, and then Michael's in the, the hatch a lot. But the big the big emotional payoff is definitely the Rose and Bernard, because like this has been, you know, a season. They, they probably mentioned this on the in the pilot. Right. So this is this is like 30 some episodes in the making. Yeah. Ro- Rose has been confident he's been alive since. Yeah. Since the very beginning. So. We finally get the reunion here. This well, is it was one of those, necessary. Yeah, and this is one of those things that really pays off. You know, sometimes it doesn't matter what show it is, they build up this dramatic arc. I mean, maybe next episode we'll be discussing whether something pays off or not. Uh, but this time, I think that, uh, it, you know, the, the reunion really does. And this is like the first really grand lost reunion. Is that is that true? I was trying to think because... Because there's a bunch of reunions we have over the over the seasons where they always walk down, you know, on the other side of that bush. It's like it, they always use the mm-hmm. same shot, uh, and it's it's a great visual. So I understand why. No, but it's very it's very I think, iconic. I think I think there was another one. I can't remember what it was though. I I want to say it was in season one, but I can't remember what it is. Yeah. There was some. There was something else that um, uh, there, I, I really don't remember. There was Charlie and Saeed coming back with Baby Aaron, but I can't. That was that was at the caves, though. Right. But you're all right, though. There was something. There, there was um, kind of like you said, like right around that bush. 
Um, you know, you could argue Jack in the episode of pilot episode, when he walked around the bush, he saw everybody kind of out there on the beach. That was kind of like a reunion. Didn't like the reunion, but it was kind of like a reunion with everybody from the plane. Um, but yeah, I, I, I can't, I can't remember. I think this so. is the first really big one. There might've been a few other ones where people were off, you know, adventuring in the jungle, maybe with uh, the finale or something, and they and they make it back. I know there's a, a few moments like this, but this one is definitely those big, the one of those big emotional payoffs. You know, with uh, with Jin and Son too, and this this feels like a new beginning for Jin and Son because if you remember in season one, you know they got in that fight like in the second half after after he finds out she knew English and then they were kind of in a feud for the whole se- rest of the season until the last episode, they, they make up before, before he goes. So this is, this is like the golden years for them. <laughs> right? Season, season two and part of three, right? Yeah. That, that was another really good reunion. I thought son gave him just a really good, full arm hug. Like, I just thought that that was a real touching reunion as well. Yeah. Rosen Bernard is kind of the one we've been waiting for, but Son and Jen also, you know, really, well, really touching. I think the only reason, to be honest, that that scene meant so much to so many people and actually touched the way it touched is because of Michael Giacchino's score on that beach scene. Like, like, like the oh, music yeah. he brought to that scene was just absolutely. I mean, it made that scene. You could have thrown, you know, you, you could have thrown three doors down or black eyed peas or something there, whatever. <laughs> and and it still wouldn't it, it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked. Um, but his score was great there. Of course, the score also plays when Jack reunites with Ana Lucia for the first time and sees her. Um, yeah, that, that was a little, see, a little awkward. Yeah, you already start to see that tension a little bit between the two um, with, with 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 what's going on. So. Um, but yeah, it, it, I thought it was a great, great reunion part for sure. Mike, Michael, Michael, uh, and Vincent too. That was a, you know, the, I mean, the Vincent, Vincent reunions are always pretty powerful. You know, when he was chasing after Walt and he, he finally get, finally gets one of his owners back. So he, you know, he was very happy to see Michael. Uh, that was another good reunion. Yeah. It, it's just a great sequence where. There's really little to know. Yeah, I, I don't think there's any dialogue, and just all this emotion is conveyed, and you you get to you you basically they tell the whole story, concluding the rest of the episode without really saying anything. Like I love, I also love who's it? It's Charlie first, right? He sees Jin, and they embrace, and then it leads all the way to the jungle with Saeed and and Anna, and you don't really need to have them have a discussion anymore. Saeed walks out. He shares a look with Jack. He's holding Shannon. And I mean, Saeed's look in that moment says so much. He's he's just got like this dead look on his face and it's, you know, painful to look at. And then, and then you have the um, exchange with Echo and Anna and leading to, yeah, it is kind of an awkward uh, ending where they're just standing like 10 <laughs> feet apart looking at each other. But other than that, it's a very emotional ending. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm kind of looking, it's funny that like on Lostpedia, they have like a reunion page, by the way. Oh, nice. Uh, 
So, like, all the big reunions, like, season one, like you said, uh, Stephen was, like, Vincent and Walt after Locke finds Vincent. Um, Jack and his dad's coffin was a reunion. Um, <laughs> Charlie being found in the jungle by Kate and Jack. Um, let's see. Claire's return to the Lost Seas after Ethan abducted her. And then they said Aaron and Claire, when Sight and Charlie returned, Aaron to his mother um, after Russo took her. So... Those are the only like really big reunions, I guess you could say, from season one. So, I just think it's funny that Lostpedia has a section <laughs> <Yeah>. titled reunions. <laughs> God, Lo- you know, Lostpedia, Lostpedia was the best. They just they they yeah, definitely. Well, so, I was actually just looking on there. This is kind of related. Uh, I was looking up all the pregnancies that happened on Lost because. I've actually been watching way ahead. I skipped it. I have a friend who's watching, my coworker who's been watching season five and six for the first time. He's watched the whole series through, uh, just to be brief on this. But oh. so I started to watch, you know, some f- episodes in five and six because basically every day he comes into work and he tells me what he watched, him and his girlfriend, and then I break down the episode with them, and then you know get them prepped for the the next episodes they're gonna watch that oh, that wow. night. Uh, so I was rewatching some of season six and you see, uh, you know, spoiler here, of course, uh, Claire giving birth again. And it just made me think like, you see Claire give birth twice to the same squirrel baby. <laughs> and then you, yeah, not the squirrel baby though. But then you also <laughs> see, you see all these flashbacks where keep people give birth. I swear if you're a female actress on lost, you're going to do a birth scene. It's like, it, and it's a major theme. We're going to discuss it more uh, as we get into, I think, um, especially season three. But it just struck me how there's an insane amount. I mean, there's probably 10 different scenes of people giving of giving birth. So, um, oh, yeah. But let me tie that back into this episode where we find out that, like I mentioned earlier, Anna Lucia was pregnant. And they kind of mentioned this Danny guy throughout, which I didn't really like, make think much of that before. But. Obviously, in the first scene, she says this guy's just left her, and it may have to do with you know the aftermath of the shooting and and the the child being killed. Um, but what do you what do you guys think of this reveal at the end of the episode? I, I mean, I like I think it brings an interesting dynamic, but personally, I always thought it just kind of sounded corny the way she says it, like right before she fires. But you know, maybe that's yeah. I, I, I mean, I kind of thought it was cornyish too. Um, I get where she was coming from, but I thought I thought it was corny, personally. I I, I kind of see where you're coming from too, because this guy still at the moment I don't think realized who she was. I I thought it was meaningful to her, but I still don't think this guy when he shot her at first knew who she was. So I thought it would have been better off if she somehow reminded him of who she was. And then shot him, and then said, "Oh yeah, I was pregnant, or something." Yeah, I think rather you're, you're, just saying I'm. It was it was odd. Yeah, I think that you're totally right. It makes it it's more awkward because the guy doesn't he reacts in a way where he doesn't know who she is. So I think he says like, "Who are you?" And then her only response is like, "I was pregnant," and shoots. <laughs> Or he says, like, do I know you? So it just, and yeah, it takes away the intensity of it. And you're like, oh. Yeah, like if he had said, like, 
you again or so, something to indicate that he knew who she was, I think that line would have would have made more sense. I also maybe they should have just revealed earlier in the episode that she was pregnant. Like they didn't need to save it for the last moment of the flashback. It makes it more dramatic, of course, but it just is also kind of corny. So it, it feels like her really focusing in on the baby, you know, went during the domestic um, dispute earlier. I felt like you as, as a viewer, you kind of knew that's where that story was going. Yeah. Um, you, yeah. That's, it's it's very clear that the baby screaming is the bigger cause of her um you know action there where she gets you know has has that crazy reaction and pulls her gun out see i i didn't feel like that was a big twist at the end or anything um but yeah I, i'm kind of with you that was kind of just awkward so yeah it's a, it's it's an interesting scene cuz on the one hand she's cold blooded and you know, it makes makes for a very dynamic character. But on the other hand, yeah, it's kind of corny. Um, but the scene I did like a lot was the um, was the final scene between Ana Lucia and Saeed, where I don't remember what he says, but she she cuts the vines and lets him go, and then she gives him the gun back, and she says, "You know, go ahead, kill me." Uh, and Saeed gives this line that is very, I think a lot of characters say similar things throughout the series where he, you know, he says, what good would it be to kill you? You know, you should, uh, or what does he say? He says, we're both already if dead. If we're both already dead. Yeah, yeah. If we're both already dead. But I wanted to relate it. Like I said, I just watched uh, season, some of season six and in the first episode, Jack or uh, Sawyer wants to kill Jack, you know, cause Juliet dies. And then given the opportunity, he says, you know, I'm not going to kill him. he, he deserves to suffer on this rock just like me. He, and so there's this idea that, like, you know, if I kill somebody, you know, that's going to limit their suffering. So I'm just going to let them live on the island and and keep on dealing with that. And I, I feel like that comes up a few different times where people could kill someone and they're like, nah, you need to <laughs> you need to live with yourself, not just get to die. Yep. Yep. Well, do y'all have anything else? Um, one little thing that, that kind of struck me as odd in this was the scene when Bernard and Libby decided to leave to go back to the camp, and Jen went with them. And this one really kind of... Because Michael, had le- Michael didn't want to leave Saeed, but he had to go get the supplies so that right. Anna Lucia would let him go. And when he agreed to leave, Jen Jen said, you know, not in as many words, but said, "You go ahead and go, because I've I'll be here with Saeed. And then when Ana Lucia gives him the option to go, he just leaves. And, you know, Saeed did give him a little head nod, saying, "Oh, it's okay, go." But it's like, why didn't Jen stay with Saeed? And I I just thought it was really weird that they ended up leaving Saeed there with Ana Lucia. Did anybody else find that odd? I, I, yeah, I find that odd too. And I, especially rewatching this, cause I watched this, uh, like a week ago or, or a couple weeks ago, then today. And, and in the, the same moment, but when you, when you see the scene earlier, the, the found, the part I found more awkward where Michael asks 
you know, if you're, Michael says he's going to say stay and Jin says, no, I'll stay. It makes that scene a little more awkward, too, because then, <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were going to stay. I thought that was the whole point. But I do I do agree that maybe Jin, the thing is, Jin doesn't speak English, so he's not the best to send as a messenger. Um, but it would make more sense to send Jin away and get him get get him out of there, get him reunited with his wife as well. But I don't know. I, yeah. I guess there's some I, sort of look. He must have been able to read the situation and realize that that uh, Saeed w- didn't feel in danger anymore. I I felt the same way. I thought it would have made more sense to send Jen back because Jen could have found Son, his, yeah. wa- his wife and told him what they needed. Yeah, yeah I, I had the same exact thought that it would have made more sense for Michael to but, stay and to send Jen. But there's no guarantee Jen would have come up on Sun though. So like, what if Jen had come up on like one of the red, you know, one of the red shirts, you know? So it's just it's just one of the things that that it, I understand why then Michael had to go because whoever he ran into was going to speak English. But if Sun had, but if Jen had gone. He hopes he had he would have ran into the sun, but he didn't know if he was going to. I feel like he spoke enough English by this point that he, you know, he could have said, you know, ammo, food, and you know, he could have. I think he could have got the message across. Right, yeah. but he wouldn't have been able to explain why he needed the ammo or food is the True. thing. True. So, all right, well. Let's move into our in memoriam then. All right, in memoriam, <laughs> Shannon, you've been on this list for three weeks now. You can go ahead and finally pass on. Um, should we just should we change the name of this to the Shannon Rutherford in memoriam section? Yeah, we, <laughs> that's right. Is there some the rule? longest? <laughs> she's got the longest death on the entire series. Yeah, is is there some rule about? like spirits passing like isn't there in some movie like the ghosts like oh they they hang around for like a couple of weeks before they go on so this is <laughs> this shannon hanging around for way too long her body and, is laying there still it's getting really morbid talk but you know <laughs> hey and don't forget next week is is actually the funeral so it, it keeps going <laughs> But I don't think we're going to put her in memoriam next week (laughs) because we don't actually see her anymore. Oh, it's true. It's uh, so there's Shannon and also Jason (laughs) and that out of Lucia shot and emptied a whole clip on. I don't know if we should remember him (laughs) fondly at all. This seemed like a pretty horrible guy. Well, he had a name, so you know he died. I mean, yeah. he did have nice great... hair. He really nailed that kind of like surfer look. True. So give him credit for that. Oh boy. Oh, all right, guys. Give me uh, fifteen or sixteen seconds. Your overall thoughts on this episode. Um, I, I would say this is a a good way to bring these two groups together. And after having alluded to that happening for the last two episodes, we finally get it. And it makes for a interesting, uh, dramatic introduction, but very unexpected in a lot of ways. Uh, And you think it's going to get bad for a couple moments there. And it ends up being uh, like this big, emotional, uh, happy and sad uh, 
moment at the end where you have people getting reunited and people mourning uh, having been murderers. And it's a really interesting combination of uh, light and dark things happening at once. So it's an interesting episode. It's good. Yeah. All right. Go ahead, Steven. I, I was gonna say I I thought that it was a, it was a good episode. Um, a a backstory about a character you know a character that wasn't one of our originals. I thought this was a good good backstory. Um, kind of yeah. Anna Lucia is a a bit of a force of nature, and I think this kind of her backstory kind of shows us a little bit more of why she is who she you know who she is that we've been watching. And yeah, the the reunions at the end definitely highlighted the episode. The scene with um, Anna Lucia and Saeed, another highlight, and the the start of the Echo and Locke relationship. Um, it was also fun to see. So yeah, overall, real good episode. I agree. Um, I think it was a pretty good episode. Um, it had its moments. I love the way we dig into the inner character of Anna Lucia. Um, and I just I can't wait till we find up so just a little bit more about her. I love watching her internal conflict and throughout the series as it goes. Again, this character was not meant to be a permanent character on the show, so it's interesting getting signed on knowing your character is going to end in season two. So it's a pretty good episode. So how are we rating this thing, Stephen? All right. Well, I I don't think we touched on the the kind of comedic moment uh, where Anna Lucia's mom said, "Oh, you're when they they called Anna Lucia to the bullpen and she's like, oh, you they they got you a cake. Act surprised. Uh, <laughs> we were gonna we were gonna rate this one out of twenty three ruined surprise. Welcome back to work cakes." Yeah, why does she why does she ruin the surprise there? I don't yeah, know. that was that, that was just a harsh move. I don't know what her mom was thinking there. Maybe she, she was worried she was gonna pull her gun out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's surprise. Probably true. <laughs> oh my. All right. Well, Corey, how many uh ruined surprise cakes do you give this one? I'm gonna give this a solid nineteen out of twenty three ruined surprise cakes. All right, good score. Mike, how about you? I'm going to go right with Corey on that. I'm going to give it 19 out of 23 ruined surprise cakes. Well, interesting. Uh, yeah, another solid score. And uh, I would say that I gave this one a 19 out of 23 ruined Hot surprise cakes. So it sounds like we were all pretty lockstep on this one. <laughs> it's weird and, that and we're all I, the I, same I knew I should have given number. it an 18 just to be different. <laughs> just to be a contrarian. It seems right. like an odd number to all be in agreement on, too. Uh, solid yeah. 19. Yeah. Not quite a 20. Not not good. You know, a little better than 18. So we're going to get right there in 19. So, uh, as far as some, you know, just a little bit of ending things, um, Sawyer's name dictionary, he hadn't really, uh, said anything else. So we're still sitting at freckle count of five. Um, as far as pop culture connections, uh, the Epic of Gilgamesh was referenced in this one. When Locke answered the crossword clue, 42 down friend of Enkidu, the answer was Gilgamesh. This is a reference to the aforementioned Epic poem from ancient Mesopotamia. Um, this reference may be analogous or, or may be analogous to the two Titan characters of the series, 
Um, Echo and Sawyer, who reflect Gilgamesh and Enkidu, and or it may allude to Mr. Echo and John Locke, who, like the characters of the epic, share a mystical destiny together. Both Locke and Echo have an inherent affinity with the island, while Gilgamesh and Enkidu share a divine destiny guided by the gods. Um, let's see. And then outside, this was the song by Stained that was playing outside of the bar where Anna Lucia stalked J- Jason McCormick. Yeah, what an interesting little bar scene, too. Uh. Yes. Because <laughs> that's the last place Anna Lucia needs to be right now, is in a bar. Taking a shot before she shoots a few shots. Oh, I'm pretty sure she took a few more than one shot before she went <laughs> yeah, out there. Probably. Uh, I, I will say, just for being a cop, she was pretty out in the open about this killing. You would have thought she could kill someone a little more discreetly than she did. Just saying. No, I agree. It, <laughs> you know, didn't seem like the best uh, solid, <laughs> the best plan here for not getting caught. But she she goes for it. And in this episode, we learned a little bit about what Anna Lucia did. And in the next episode, we're going to learn a lot about what Kate did. Cause, Ooh, look at that transition. Yes. Yeah, what a transition. <laughs> the episode is called What Kate Did. So looking forward to that one. We'll, oh, see, yeah. if, we'll see if Kate has a better plan for <laughs> killing someone. Wow. Um, uh, got really dark there. Uh, wow. So these last couple of episodes, we're talking about people killing one another. That's um, we're we're getting there, guys. <laughs> we are, we're we're getting there. Um, hey, you can follow us on Twitter, guys. In closing, um, you can go to at RetroZapped, um, at Lost Rewatch Pod on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram at Previously on Lost Podcast. Um, on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Previously on Lost. Um, you can find me at the DC Mike. Uh, Steven, where can folks find you on Twitter? I am at Lucky13Steve on Twitter. All right. And Corey, how about you? You guys can find me at OriginalMav on Twitter. All right. And like anything else, you could find us all on RetroZap.com. And that's everything you could want from the network as well as a Discord link. We'd love for you to join us in Discord and talk a little bit about loss. So, is there anything else, gentlemen? I think that's it. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, if good, then we are uh, then we are done with this episode. So, thank you so much for joining us for Collision, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time on What Kate Did. See you guys next time. Bye-bye. Peace out.